Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me, as always, is Derry Field AD and Boys Lacrosse Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Joe. What a day today, man! It's beautiful out. Uh, wish we were, wish we were playing today, but uh, you know, we lucked out yesterday. We got our game in when it didn't look like. I mean, what did we get like an inch of rain the other night? Something like um, that. Yeah. yeah, so we're we were lucky. We got our game in yesterday and had a had a great practice today. Bright blue skies. What more can you ask for, man? It was a good day today. Maybe maybe a little bit warmer. I'm I'm a little chilly. Could today. be a little warmer. A little chilly but today, but we are in New England. That is true. That is true. Uh, you know, don't forget you can send us questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at nhhsports. And you can listen to the show every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. I'd like to remind you that the Ninth State Sports Show is proudly sponsored by Prolax Customs. Located in Bedford, Prolax Customs wants to make your stick as unique as the way you play the game. It is the place to go in southern New Hampshire for custom-dyed lacrosse heads or guys if you are in need of a stick string as well as you... uh, You know, the the stick string screws me up every (laughs) week. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, if you need a a stick string, uh, give them a a reach out. Uh, You can learn more uh, by visiting them online at ProlaxCustoms.com and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or email ProlaxLacrosse at gmail.com. And if you'd like to hear me fumble around uh, on with some uh, copy on your business, uh, you can sponsor the show as well. Shoot an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com for more information. All right. Well, Joe, I can tell you right now, we've said it for weeks. You know who's not going to trip you up? You're not going to have any problems with sticks if you go to Prolax Customs, man. <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to have zero problem, no trip ups with their sticks. So absolutely, we're no. we're appreciative of uh, everything they're doing. Um, you know, I've spoke volumes about them for what they've done for my team, and uh, I see a lot of guys out there using their sticks and scoring goals. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, we keep uh, some business rolling over to them. And I will uh, work on on saying stick stringing, stick stringing. I think I got it. Got it for next week. Okay. Well, um, you know, this week it was kind of, um, you know, when I was putting together, you know, the votes and and looking at schedules for the teams in the uh, the coaches poll, the top ten for this week, um, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, there are a lot of matchups, or felt like a lot of matchups this week uh, between teams that were either in the top ten or getting votes. Um, and then you throw in a couple of out-of-state games this week, and um, you know there's some. I, it's one of those weeks that by the time we get to to Sunday morning, and, and we're all um, you know picking our teams again, you're gonna learn a lot. Yeah, this Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's gonna be, we're gonna know some things. Um, I mean, just just to have this in in week two of the season, it feels kind of early to me. It does, but uh, I think it's it's great in terms of teams, you know, everybody getting a feel of sort of where teams are at, uh, improvements that you need to make. Um, you know, in general, in general, um, we also I think there were well, there were some surprises too. We had, um, you know, do we, do we want to just jump into well, it? Let's, uh, jump let's, into let's go over the poll real quick, just so uh, yeah, so everybody has a, a clear uh, picture of who we're talking about exactly. So. Uh, for what what I counted was the uh, the 12th week in a row, Bishop Girton comes in as the number one team in the poll, uh, unanimous number one once again. Uh, so this and then going in, uh, we had a, a break in the tie for number two. Exeter and Pinkerton last week were tied at two. This week, Exeter's the two, Pinkerton's the three. Portsmouth, Derryfield, Nashua South all stayed four, five, six. Uh, then you had Bedford make a pretty good jump from from number ten up to number seven. Uh, after they had a pretty uh, pretty strong week, despite um, dropping two games, they they turned some they turned some yeah, heads yeah. last week. You know they played. Um, we can talk a little bit more in depth about it, but they they played Pinkerton uh, to a five two game. Tremendous defensive effort uh, in that game. Had some kids play really well. Had some chances. Had some opportunities to to make it even more tight. I mean, it was a I want to say it was a three two game going deep into it the. Was, it was two one at halftime. Yeah, and, and at three one, I think at the end of the fourth quarter, or third quarter, excuse me. Third quarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, and so that's what I mean. It was a it was a tight game for a long time. It could have gone it could have gone either way. Uh, played really well there. Matt Desmond played really well in net for them. Uh, the Hendershawn brothers, you know, tremendous defense. Um, you know, and then they turned around uh, a day two days later, 
and uh, played us, played us at Dairy Field. Came, you know, had to travel, had to travel there. Uh, you know, we're up three to two on us, uh, four to three at the half, and um, you know, we were able to luckily battle back and, and had a great game. But they, they, they showed a lot last week, yeah. um, and I, I think their their defense is definitely for real, and it's an offense that's going to continue to get better and better. Uh, Derek Kaliza had a big game for them, uh, and you know, he's he's starting to emerge uh, as a go-to guy for them. Joe Michael uh, in transition w- was huge for them, um, and they're gonna they're gonna start to develop more and more guys offensively. So it's it's a team to watch. They've got some big games coming up. Um, we I was interested uh, the the Concord the Concord matchup with them got canceled this week, so that'll be a big one for them uh, down the road there. But yeah, that they they deserve to make that big jump in the poll. Yeah, they're uh, they're actually now off until next Monday uh, when they host Sauhegan and then they host Hollis Brookline. And then they host Londonderry all during vacation week, so that should be a fun. Uh, that's a fun challenge, just keeping everybody locked in for those games. Uh, but yeah, Bedford Bedford moves up to seven. Uh, Timberlane came in at number eight again. Uh, Concord stayed at number nine, and then uh, maybe one of the uh, the hottest teams on uh, at least offensively uh, right now is uh, Wyndham jumps up to number ten uh, with Londonderry coming down uh, out dropping out of the poll. Of course, that was before uh, yesterday's win over Nashua South, of course. Uh, but yeah, Wyndham moves in to number 10. Londonderry's receiving votes. Same with Winnicunit, Campbell, and Hollis Brookline. Uh, yeah, and I'd say as we talk about D, the D2 landscape, I would not surprise me at all if Wyndham moved up even further in the polls yeah, next week. Right. I mean, they're very impressive, very impressive showing, very impressive scores. Uh, as we're recording this, had a big win tonight. Uh, went on the road out to Hollis, won 18-8 after being tied 4-4 at the half. Um, they are definitely, they are all guns are firing right now. They are, they are definitely one of the hotter offenses, uh, in, in any division right now. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say they're a team on the rise right now. Yeah. Four and oh, uh, they got Salem and Alvern coming up before a, uh, a, what really it looks like the meat of their schedule, um, at Derry field, home to St. Thomas at Winnicott and then, uh, home to Portsmouth, uh, on May 11th. So. Nice that's a nice four game. That's yeah. a nice four game stretch right there. That'll that'll be a good way to test them, test themselves, you know, and see what they need to see what they need to work on, and also maybe show where where exactly they are at that point. But they they definitely look for real right now. I think they opened some eyes when they went up to Kingswood and you know dismantled a good Kingswood team, and then backed it up with a with a really good win at Hollis uh, tonight. So um, yeah, they are definitely emerging as a D two team to beat. Uh, well, before we get too deep into the uh, the D two talk, we wanted to start with uh, with uh, Division one and, and specifically the uh, doubleheader that was over at Cello uh, Stadium Tuesday. Uh, first off, you had an afternoon game there between Londonderry and Nashua South, uh, two teams that uh, were you know started out the season in the top ten, um, you know, and, and then after that you had uh, one of the first out of state games, uh, you know. Coming back to the big stage here, uh, night game at Stelos. You had Bishop Girton hosting Zavarian. First time those two teams had played since, I, I think it was May of 2019. Uh, and then uh, first time they played up here since 2018. Last time, and, and, and then when they played in 2019, um, down in Westwood, uh, Westwood, excuse me, uh, Zavarian won that game. You know, so, and, and an interesting, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll start with this game. Um, but kind of what was interesting to me too, thinking about it, is you look at the BG roster, and, and I know they went and played that game at Cape Elizabeth last year, but they they won that one rather convincingly. Um, you know, this game, really, with the exception of maybe guys like, I, I guess JJ Murphy was a was the faceoff guy, you know, as a freshman in 2019. Yeah. The rest of these guys really haven't played a, a game um, kind of like this. And, and yeah, it Connor Bouvier would have gotten a Connor Bouvier would have gotten a little bit of run. Alex Dumont, the Dumont brothers would have gotten some run a little bit last year. But you're right. The majority of this, the majority of this group, Sepal was out last year. Um, the defense is brand new. I mean, that's that's what turned my head in this game. Is I, I actually thought it would be a higher scoring game. I thought it might be a little bit more of a shootout. Um, but just, uh, you know, I think BG's got to be really happy with the way their defense and goaltending played. Uh, to play a strong team like that out of state and and to hold them, you know, to under double digit goals, that's a tremendous win for them, um, and really sets the tone for the rest of the season, especially for the out of especially for the rest of the out of state games they've got to play. 
you know, it, and it was, um, I, I think you could tell early on um, that, that maybe the kids were a little amped up for it because it felt like BG was, was you know, had a lot of possession, was kind of in control of things, but it wasn't showing it on the scoreboard. And I went back and looked at my notes. You know, a lot of shots that they took early in that game uh, were way off the net. Um, you know, they, the, the uh, Zverian goalie um, made a couple of good saves early. But um, you know there were there were some other times where they were shooting and it was you know not not that close um, and it took them a little while to get going and and you know but though it was once they kind of took control of the game in the third quarter they you could see it was just kind of uh, late third quarter they went on a little bit of a run carried into the early fourth and and by then I think it was pretty much over. Yeah, I think the other thing that, you know, has to be encouraging for Coach Cameron is is to see the different guys that are scoring for him, too. You know, Bouvier got some points. Gabor got some points. Caleb Young got in there. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, I know. Uh, the uh, Tim Kiley got on the Tim Kiley got in the in the box score there too. So it's not it's not one or two guys that are just dominating and taking over. You know, there's getting they're spreading the wealth really well and playing together as a team. So I think that's a good sign for their offense as well. And that's certainly, yeah, in these games, you know, if they're going in with one or two guys that, you know, some of these mass teams are, are, are going to be able to shut down, um, you know, because they have a couple of, of guys on defense that are capable of, of locking somebody off. So, I mean, that's, yeah, to, to, to have that kind of balance and, and kind of go into the game saying, well, who, you know, which three or four. Having or different guys step yeah. up. Right, exactly. Yeah. Having give different guys step up and, and be able to, to play together and finish uh, when, when other guys are being taken out of the game is huge for them because, you know, not seeing Dumont hit the box score there, um, you know, and some of these other guys, Siepel and, and, and guys that, you know, other teams are going to key on and then to have those other guys step up, that, that's huge for them because that is going to be the game plan for other teams in, in, in New Hampshire to try and take away some of those guys. So it's important for Coach Cameron to have some of those younger guys be able to step up like that. So, yeah, the first of uh, their six out-of-state games, um, you know, the other one or they, the other ones are more, uh, they're kind of backloaded onto the schedule there. The next one isn't until uh, next Saturday, the 30th, where um, they're actually going to play Staples uh, down at Bryant. Um, so I, they're going to kind of meet, I guess, halfway. I, I don't know if that's, that's going to be, yeah. that's going to be a great, anybody who can make that road trip, that's, that's going to be one worth watching. I mean, Staples is one of the premier teams in Connecticut and, uh, you know, an absolute, uh, powerhouse and, and it's great to see these two teams playing. So, uh, if I can make the time, I'm definitely going to be there, you know, and, and, um, that comes, that kind of starts their, their, you know, I think we talked about this earlier in the year, kind of starts their stretch run of just, um, you know, uh, the, their tougher in-state games uh, mostly come in, in that part of the schedule. You know, then you add in they're at BC High, they're home to LaSalle and Acton-Boxborough and uh, Cape Elizabeth. Um, Pinkerton's in there, Exeter's in there, Bedford, Nashua South. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to see how they finish out the year. Uh, yeah, coaches, coaches depth is going to get tested during that yeah, time. He's yeah. going to have to, he's going to have to run a lot of guys, which, you know, he, he has, um, but you know, it's, I, you can't imagine you know, you'll get some guys banged up. There'll be some guys tired. Um, so that's, you know, it'll, it'll be a good test for the playoff run at that point. Yeah. Um, and of course the other game, um, that took place on Tuesday, that Londonderry South game, um, bit of an upset there. We, of course, South was, uh, ranked number six in the poll. Going into this week, uh, Londonderry had dropped out. You have Londonderry coming away with a 6-5 win in a game that was, uh, like, I, I really just, um, I mean, for South, I think the only way you can describe it is is frustrating. Um, you know, they came into the game scoring 32 goals in their first two, and then it, it just it looked like they, you know, Coach Monson said afterwards that, that, that this year they want to be a team that's running up and down the field and, and trying to, to run and gun. And, um, you know, it was like every time South had the opportunity to get into transition, they were slowing it down. And it just, for no real reason, um, just a kind of a bizarre afternoon for them, I think. And plays right into Londonary strength, right? right? They're, yeah. they're, they're a good physical defensive team. Um, they do, they, they do, they know, you know, they're probably not going to, based on some of the early scores and scrimmages and other times I've gotten to watch them, 
I think they've figured out that that's how they're going to have to be this year. They're going to be a grinded out team. They're going to be, they're going to get a low scoring. They're going to play good defense and they're going to try and keep the ball away from the other team. Uh, it looked like, um, you know, you did, you were actually at the game, John, yeah, right? You I was to there. See the yes. Game. yes. Um, you know, it looked like uh, Colby Walden had a, had a good game in net for, for the Lancers there. It was able well, to so made, they, made a big, made a big shot at the end, made a big save at the he, end. Yeah. He had probably the biggest save of the day. They actually split goalies. Uh, with uh, with Dane Duart. So Duart, uh, Duart started. He started, okay. the, he started the game, and this is, I don't know, this seemed like a crazy stat to me. Um, South had, I, I had South with just eight shots in the first half. Um, six of those uh, Duart saved. The other two were goals. Um, so so South put all eight of their shots on net and uh, and only had two goals going into halftime in that game. Um, which just, I, it, I know it, it felt like first off, not enough shots, not enough opportunities to, to, you know, to, to, uh, put some pressure on the defense, on the goalie. And, um, and maybe, maybe a couple of those shots, you know, they need better, you know, a little bit better placement of them. Um, yeah. but yeah. And then that, that at, at the end there, I mean, the, that it came down to the final seconds. I, I mean, it was, it was a great finish, but I, I, it, it probably, you know, South made it a 6-4 game, um, you know, early in the fourth quarter, and then just every time, it was like every time they got the ball, they were throwing it away, dropping it. Um, you know, Londonderry started trying to kill time in the third quarter. Um, I thought maybe a little bit too early, but, you know, it worked out. But, you know, they had some struggles too hanging onto the ball, and, and Ethan Johnson made, you know, some great saves when, when Londonderry did try to uh, to maybe add to the lead. Um, you know, but, but, um, it got to the final minute and South finally got that, uh, got it within one on a, uh, Connor Rossell goal. And then, uh, he, he's came in and scooped up a ground ball on the face off and it was really, you know, a, a bang, bang kind of play, but it had to be with only 19 seconds left. He, you know, scooped up the ball, got it to Griffin Johnson, who just ripped a shot right away. And uh, and yeah, as you said, uh, uh, Walden was there to make the stop. So and that's you know we said coming into the season, you know, as a coach and as players, I'm sure the South kids are disappointed. Um, but you know, one thing we said is that you know South South has to learn to win and to get over the hump against some of these teams that you know they've been building for years. And and actually, you know, COVID was one of those years where like they had a great team that they didn't get an opportunity to play with. And now, you know, they, they've got a team, again, that high expectations. You have to learn to win these close games like this. So hopefully they take away, you know, some lessons from this. Maybe they came in. Maybe they were a little bit too tight. You know, maybe they were, you know, nerves got to them. And now you work through those things and now you can go. On the flip side for Coach Sampson's group, that's a great bounce back. You know, they, they started the season a little bit slow right there. I think there were high expectations for them as well. Coach Sampson set some high expectations. He set the bar high. He felt like this team could play for a championship. He came out right and said that. Um, and so for them to be able to show the fortitude to bounce back against a good team like that and and gut out and, and get a close win, um, you know, I think in the end, I think it could be good for both teams as they move forward. Yeah, kind of an interesting. Uh, always interesting when that when that happens. I, I mean, I've definitely seen games where both coaches come out where it's saying uh, in a, in a positive way, "This will be good for us." But uh, this one, I do little, think it's harder. Yeah. I do think it's harder for I do think it's harder oh, yeah, for definitely, South definitely. because when you haven't gotten over the hump, when you haven't able been able to beat one of those premier teams that you've been circling on your schedule, every time you don't do it that doubt creeps a little bit more into your head, but those kids, they got to put that aside. You know, uh, Ethan Johnson's a great goaltender. He's got to get his guys fired up and, and ready to go um, and, and bounce back for the next one. Um, you know, they've got an opportunity to get themselves right. They've got uh, Manchester Memorial central coming up and then, um, you know, and then they, they've got a big one. Uh, Sat- you say? Saturday morning Saturday uh, against Concord. Yeah. Against Concord. Right. So that's a huge, that's a huge game for them. So, you know, opportunity, get yourself right. Uh, you know, against Manchester Memorial Central, and then and then you just go right back at it. You gotta you gotta you know, Concord Concord played Concord's playing well right now. They've got a good defense. Uh, Coach Smith Coach Smith has gotten his boys fired up there, so that'll be a good game. Is that game at South or is it at Concord? That one is at South, so that's a that's okay. a big help for so South that helps. too being on the turf. Yep, absolutely, yeah. 
You know, that, they, anybody, anybody who hasn't played up at Concord, <laughs> that field is a tough field to play on. <laughs> I will, I will tell you that. Uh, um, and then, um, and then they, they, then Monday, um, they play uh, North. The first, the two games against against Nashua North, which, you know, it is what it is, but it's it is still a rivalry game. Um, you know, and it's it's the Monday of vacation week, so you never you never know what you're going to get sometimes uh, on those Mondays. That is true. You gotta you gotta worry about there's no uh, no alarms going off to go to school, and so you gotta worry about you know <laughs> making sure you gotta gotta be in a routine on the on those weeks. Uh, so you always as a coach you always worry about vacation week. That is a and who knows what kids are available too. You you may be uh, your roster may be a little thinner that week too. Right. So. Um, you know, um, the other, other big game, yeah, the other big game, in division one. yeah, absolutely. Um, like we said, the, the, the two teams that were tied for number two going into, um, into the first week and then, um, you know, two, three in the poll this past week. And you know, I, I wrote in there in the write up for the poll that, that they were going to show us, uh, whether the coaches were right. And, uh, it looks like after that game, they were with, uh, Exeter taking a 10-6 win uh, at home uh, over the Astros. I, I would agree with that a little bit. I mean, it obviously proved the poll correctly, but I got to tell you, if I'm if I'm Coach Gaudreau, uh, I, I'm actually really happy with the way we're playing right now. I mean, I know, you know, I don't think it's any secret right now. You know, Riley Spellman's a little bit beat up. Uh, uh, Gallo, still, Joey Gallo still isn't playing. They're down, they're down two of their top players right now. And I believe that game was tied late five five um before exeter was able to exeter was able to pull away there um you know I, I think there's a lot of bright spots for pinkerton right now cole frank facing off is facing off as well as anyone right now kyle zerns playing tremendous defense um ryan lynch has shown the ability to put the ball in the back of the net a lot of i, I in my opinion there's a lot of a lot of things for pinkerton to kind of hang their hat on and say guys we get healthy we're going to be we're going to be a tough out come playoff time there so um, you know, again, but for Exeter, great win for them. They know that was a game they needed to win and, and they found, found a way to do it. Um, so, you know, what did you, what did you take away from that game, Joe? I, I mean, kind of the, kind of the same things, um, I, I would agree with you on like the, you know, in terms of, of the way Pinkerton's looking at this, um, you know, it's been a, a rough start, I think for them, uh, as you said, offensively, they're missing some guys. Um, they got. Uh, a bounce back win uh, Wednesday with, uh, you know, putting up 14 on Salem. So, you know, that's, uh, that's a positive aspect. And they're, and they're, you know, they're another one, their schedule, um, you know, there's not many, uh, many days off on their schedule. You know, they, they turn around and have Andover at home on Friday. They go to Londonderry next week. They go to Concord and then they have Hingham um, to wrap up vacation week. So, you know, their, um, their schedule is pretty tough the whole way through. And, uh, and and just being able to bounce back and and kind of you know hold their head above water I think for and until they get some of those guys back um, exactly is, is key and and you're right I think I think getting you know it's a, a loss is tough especially to you know a team like Exeter that's had their number the last you know <laughs> three or four times they've met um, but but you know ten six isn't uh, it, it may not be as bad as it looks. You know, the, it, as we move forward, it, that, that may be something that they can. Uh, I don't even think it looks. I don't even think it looks bad. No. I, I was I was very impressed with. You know, I thought, okay, Pinkerton's defense is playing really well. Um, you know, and if they get some fire firepower back, um, they'll they'll be they'll be right in the mix there. Braden Bork is playing well for them, more of a defensive midi role, but you know, doing good doing good work at the midfield for them. Um, they're not that far. They're not that far away. I, I, I think if they if they are again, I don't know. I don't know the injuries. I don't know what the timetable is for those kids to come back. But if they are able to come back and, and get in the mix um, again, I think they're going to be even without even without them. They're proving to be a really strong team and a tough out right, right. now. Uh, you know, as for Exeter, um, I mean, man, is, have they been impressive um, earlier in the season here? You know, as the, as offense, we're the yeah, offense is clicking. It's, as we're talking right now, they're playing um, Sauhegan. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, the last look, they're about they're late in the third quarter, and it's uh, it's seventeen to two Exeter. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at what they've done on offense. It, you know, well, actually on both sides. You know, <laughs> outside of the Pinkerton game, they're scoring at least sixteen goals a game here. 
Um, and then their their defense isn't giving up much. You know, the six against Pinkerton, six to Concord. You know, those are the those are their highs. Um, depending on what Salhegan does over the rest of that game, I, I mean, I I don't know. I, just a very impressive job it's for a team that that lost what they lost, went through a coaching change. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you cannot be impressed with with what Exeter is doing. Yeah, I counted a quick count. I again just off the top of my head, 14, 14 seniors last year on the team. Most yeah. teams that lose fourteen seniors, you, you're not you're not considered you're not you're not <laughs> considering yourself a, a finalist or or a final four team. Um, it's I, I said it from from day one when I watched them in indoor that I was really impressed with the depth of uh, what was left behind there. Um, you know, Coach Holly Coach Holly did a great job with the youth program there. And uh, it's more than just Aiden Drunzik. There's a lot of guys putting the ball in the back of the net. If it was just Aiden, you know, then then teams would be able to, you know, he is, he's a great player, but one player alone can't do everything. Right. And, you know, they're solid from top to bottom right now. So Coach Brewster's got a lot to work with there. And, um, you know, I, that's that's a game I can't wait to see when they when they match up with BG to kind of see, you know, truly what can this offense do? Can they get the ball enough? Can they face off well enough? I think that's that's where if if I'm Coach Brewster, I'm working on ways to develop my faceoff circle, my wing play, because that's really I I think they're going to be able to put the ball in the back of the net, but they're going to have to get it enough. Um, yeah. Their defense is yeah. Tanner Smith is playing really well on defense right now. Goaltending's the strength for them. It's it's really kind of the same recipe that they had last year to kind of stay in in the uh, in the finals for so long as long as they did against um, you know BG. You know, make some stops on defense, timely goals, be efficient on offense, and um, you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get some turnovers here somewhere. But uh, yeah, it's it's so far it's looking it's it's looking good for the for the Blue Hawks there. They've got a uh, kind of an interesting uh, non-division game on Saturday at St. Thomas, uh, which uh, we can use to kind of segue into our Division Two chat because. The Saints uh, have had, um, I don't know, I, 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 they've had a nice start. Nice game, they've yeah. Had, and then, well, I'm, yeah. specifically, I'm looking at Tuesday's game here, where they, uh, they go to take on one of the, the, you know, top teams, I think, in Division Two in Winnicott, and uh, I mean, they lose. Came the game, out, came on like, on the losing yeah. side, but a very impressive, impressive six-five score six, five, tells eight, me yeah. defense is much improved, goaltending is much improved, um, you know, and. It's. I think. I think they're kind of. I think that's a team to keep an eye on in, in the Division Two landscape. I mean, I said it in the beginning of the year. I thought they were. I thought they were going to be a good team, and um, you know, I think they're going to develop where guys best fit on offense. Clearly, the defense is playing better than uh, they were. They were a super young team last year. Coach Hulahan had a young group of kids. He he felt like they were a year or two away, and um, you know, I think it's going to start to prove out as the season goes along. There, um, you know, that they're. they're they're a team that probably a lot of D2 teams are not going to want to play come come playoff time. Um, Anthony DiMartino, uh, Marcus Broom, Connor Finn, um, they, they've got some fire. They've got some firepower. And, um, you know, as those guys start to figure out how to play, you know, play together along with the other teammates there, they're going to be dangerous. They've got a actually got a tough turnaround uh, this weekend where they play at Hollis Brookline Friday night at seven and then turn around. That's a big host, game for both teams. Yeah. Yeah. Then they host Exeter at twelve thirty on Saturday. So, quick turnaround for them against a, a tough team, tough Division One team there on Saturday. So, Coach just... Singer testing testing his guys yeah. early, <laughs> testing his depth. Um, that is that's a really tough turnaround, and that because they're going to have to expend a lot of energy in that Hollis game. I mean, that's a that's a must win for both teams uh, in terms of in terms of standings and potential playoff seedings. Um, so, I, I, I imagine both teams are going to be playing hard in that game. And then to have to turn around and, and play Exeter, that's that's a tall task. But um, you know, you want to see what your guys can do. That's a great that's a great way to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned uh, kind of a must win there, but I, I think more so maybe even for Hollis Brookline. Um, you know, you, we talked about them a little earlier. Uh, you know, with that game against Wyndham uh, Wednesday. Um, you know, as we said, got St. Thomas Friday. They turn around next week and play uh, two Division One teams in Bedford and Merrimack. Uh, still have Dairy Field on the schedule, Timberlane, Wyndham again. You know, so there's they've got to start. No, that's out what I mean. Wins. That's 
that's what I mean. That's a tough, you know, they're, they definitely challenge themselves. Uh, Coach Dom has done a great job of, of trying to show these guys, like, look, we want to play. We want to play at an elite level. We want to play with the best and we're going to schedule the best. With that, though, comes the urgency of like, okay, if things don't go, go, go well, where do we find wins? And, um, you know, uh, Friday night, Friday night's a, a big one for them, because if you look at if you look at that schedule, there aren't a whole lot of guaranteed wins on that schedule. They're going to be they're going to be fighting and, and scrapping for every game there. But I, I mean, I they are capable of turning around at any any time. Anytime you have Jake Roy, you got Ben Defoe, you got Tommy Anderson. Um, they, they've got some firepower there. They got Justin Colby facing off. They've got they've got guys on defense, Rudy Rosa, Colin McGarry, like they they they've got guys there. They've just got to they've got to figure some things out. Um, possibly get a little bit healthy. And um, again, a team that I think is capable of of knocking off anybody when when they're playing together and playing well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then then the the other team in that game today, Wyndham. I mean, we talked a little bit about them, but man, just um, I mean, what what exact what do you think is working so well for them on offense? I mean, how are they? I mean, we talked. I mean, we did talk about it a little bit in the preseason <clears throat> losing a guy like Nate Levine. Um, you know, as much as he's as as talented as he is, and and what he's we were talking about it earlier, he's actually getting time on the field as a freshman with Syracuse this year. Um, so I mean, don't forget they lost they lost Sawyer Hall too. And Sawyer, they had Sawyer, right, Hall, and Sawyer Hall. I mean, guy losing guys like that, and then you're coming out and and averaging in the neighborhood of of 16 goals a game to start the season. I mean, just what what do you think's been going on with with the Jaguars? Um, I think you know, I think there's a lot of I think it's a group that's come up together for a while. Um, you know, they had a lot of guys come out and play play indoor this winter, um, and I think I think they trust each other. I think they're moving the I think they're moving the ball really well. Alex Ryan is is obviously a kid that's going to draw a lot of attention. Uh, he's going to draw slides, but he's also he's he's also really good with the ball and a stick in terms of vision and being a distributor. So it's it's not an all or like he's not a guy that you slide to and he's like oh he's gonna he's gonna shoot the ball every time. He he's a smart lacrosse player. Um, you know they've got they've got a kid Matt O'Connor. Uh, who's, who's a shifty, quick, uh, you know, really good goal scorer. Um, you know, Drew Denton, um, you know, plays attack and midfield for them. They've got a lot of guys that, um, are really good athletes, you know, defensively, they've got Andrew Trudell, they've got Patrick Furtado, uh, Jackson Milano in the cage is probably one of the better goaltenders in, in, in division two. Um, so, you know, they, they've got guys at every level. And I think when everybody's playing together as a team, again, going to be a really difficult team to stop. Um, you know, I do think they, given the struggles with Hollis right now, that is, it's a good score. But I think, you know, they, they're, they're, like you said, the meat of their schedule is going to come up later. Um, but they're doing, you know, you can only play the teams that are in front of you right now. And they're taking care of business where they need to. And, and they're definitely sending people are people. Are, I'm on a coach's chat and people are taking notice. Uh, people are people are looking at the scores and saying, yep, this team's for real. And we got to We got to watch out for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, another team that um, I you know, I feel like we're, we're going to forget about them uh, because they've had a week off here until they play actually play at your place on Friday in, in Timberlane. Um, you know, well, I certainly have... haven't forgotten. <laughs> well, of course. I, well, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to say I forgot about him. I could never forget about about uh, Coach Blaska. Uh, and Coach and Ken's get, Coach Ken's getting his guys lathered up right now. They are <laughs> they are ready to go, and uh, they will be foaming at the mouth when they when they get off that bus. I can I can guarantee you that they, they will be such ready a, to go. They had such a busy week last week, starting out four and zero. Yeah, I mean that's going to be. I'm I'm really intrigued by that matchup, and and again, they're another team that's got. A really interesting stretch coming up with with uh, you know a game at Derry Field on Friday, they host Winnicott on Tuesday, and then they ho- host uh, Oyster River on Thursday during Vacation Week. Um, you know, a couple of a uh, couple of interesting games. Of course, certainly helps uh, getting to play them on on their home field. That uh, you know, I, I I don't know if you'd call it necessarily a home field advantage, um, but it is a very interesting place to play. Um, I recall the the game last year that I was going out there for on vac- during vacation week. It was a 10 a.m. start, and I think they started at 10:10 because there was some uh, goose droppings in the face-off circle. Um, <laughs> I remember you talking removed. about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's uh, 
another you know again another team that's off to a great start that um you know we're we're really going to learn a lot about in the next couple of days you know we talked about we talked about great goaltenders in division two and every coach i talked to that runs into timberlane it raves about brady marston and his play so far in the season uh has picked up right where he left off last year um and been been an excellent excellent goaltender uh you know not only as a ball stopper but but as someone who who starts transition for them um you know i know they're i know they're they're obviously super excited to have him in the net there uh guys like eric george uh, you know, brings a lot of experience there. Braden Bowman at the midfields, um, Ethan Gary. Uh, you know, they, they've got they've got a lot of guys who are returning from from a championship run last year. Uh, you know, and and are hungry to continue that success. And they've got a great culture built. And it's a lot of it's because of Coach Blasco and what he's what he's brought to the brought to the team there and the confidence that he instills in them in every game. So, you know, I've been preparing my guys. We definitely did not look past Bo, but we we certainly said that. Uh, you know, we need to be prepared for for a dogfight on Friday. Uh, this is a team that's hungry, and they're going to come in here with something to prove. And uh, we've got to be ready to step up to that challenge. So I'm I'm excited for Friday as well. You know, and um, talking about you know teams that are putting up a ton of goals on offense, um, we can't uh, we can't wrap up D two talk without mentioning uh, the Clippers and uh, and what. No, we can't. <laughs> yeah, they they've been very impressive. You know, as we speak tonight, went out of state, played Newburyport. Uh, one ten to one. Um, not only to me, I, I, I'm not even. Yes, I, I mean they are they are scoring goals. But what's really impressive to me is their defense right now. You know, they give up one goal to Newburyport. They turned around the day before. They won fourteen nothing against Co Brown, a Co Brown team that you know returned a lot of a lot of players. Right. Um, you know, from last year, who who are expected to make to make a, a big playoff run this year and. You know, I, I'm just really impressed with uh, the the physicality and and the defensive continuity that Portsmouth's playing with. You know, sometimes it's it's easy to run and gun and, and score goals and, and to go up big, but like they are they are really holding teams and making it really difficult. I mean, look what they did against Hollis the other week. They're riding really well. Um, they they seem to have bought into again being a team of grinders and and playing playing together as a team and. Uh, Again, they'll be they'll be tested in the coming weeks. They've got, I believe, they have Exeter on their schedule as well. Yep, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Weeks. Yep. yep. Um, so there'll they'll be some good tests for them coming up. And uh, but they are clearly established. Coach Vischer and the boys are clearly establishing themselves as a, you know, a possible you know repeat contender and, and definitely a team to, to to beat in Division One. They've got some uh, some road trips coming up. Um, you know, some tough ones and some long ones, starting with Hanover on Saturday. Uh, 11 a.m. start at Hanover on Saturday too. So to start vacation, spring vacation, they're uh, they're making that drive, and then Monday they turn around and go to Ken- uh, Kennett. You know they've also um, they're on the road at St. Thomas and Exeter. Not really as you know as tough a drives there, but you know they're at Wyndham too. They're at Sauhegan later in the year. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, will be some interesting at Wyndham. That'll be, yeah. that'll be a game. To, that'll certainly be a game to schedule. Yeah. Um, so I also want to mention two two scores actually from Wednesday that, uh, that jumped out to me. Uh, the first one you had Conval making the trip to Gosstown and coming out with a, uh, a 12, five win in that one. And, uh, Conval getting another big game from, from Ronan McNamara. Uh, I believe he had 10 goals in their previous win. Had uh, five goals and an assist today or on Wednesday, um, you know. So they're looking pretty good, bouncing back from that opening loss against uh, Timberlane um, with a couple of, of of big wins there. And then the other one um, over at Alvern, you had the Broncos beating Merrimack Valley eleven to three. So uh, a nice yeah, win that's for them. a great, very nice win, very nice win for them. And, uh, you know, I certainly we had we had talked about uh, I think you had Conval as, as a dark horse team did, yeah. in I, your in your preseason was, poll there. I like the way they looked in that um, the, the jamboree there in Manchester. They they got looked like they had a couple guys that can maybe score some goals for them, uh, you know, outside of Ronan or, or including Ronan. Um, and then I thought their their defense looked pretty solid in those games, too. Yeah, no, I mean they and I worked with their goaltender during the fall and the winter a little bit. Uh, Nick, he, he, you know, he's big, strong, takes up a lot of space, um, you know, and, and is going to keep them in a lot and keep them in a lot of games. Had, um, um, had eleven know. saves today. There you go. Yeah. So he's, you know, 
Um, they, they, they're looking good right now. Um, it'll be interesting. Who do they, Joe, do you have their schedule in front of you? Who do they have uh, do. coming up? So they go to Oyster River on Friday, and then uh, they have That's Reese. a big one. Yeah. A, a big, again, another big road trip, too. Um, yeah. You know, and then they have a couple home games after that. Um, some teams that are, you know, have to make the trip out to Peterborough. You got Co Brown uh, coming up uh, during vacation. That's going to be a big. That's a big matchup for standings as well. Yeah. Um, Man U coming in there too on on the the second of May, first Monday back in May, and then uh, and then they've got Kennett coming down that week as well. Uh, so yeah, a couple couple opportunities there for them to um, to go on a run. So yeah, D two D two is uh, starting to shape up. We're starting to see how things are shaking out in terms of uh, you know where teams are stacking up, um, you know. And then uh, I think on the opposite of that, we had uh, on the on the D three landscape there, we had some we had some games too that uh, you were able to attend after we uh, after we finished recording last week. Uh, you made the trek up to Laconia for a big yeah. one, didn't you? Yeah, last Thursday uh, went up to Laconia. Um... I don't know what it is. I think every time I go there, the weather's bad. Uh, you know, not or it wasn't so much bad, just gray. We were fortunate that the rain held off until after uh, after that game uh, between Plymouth and Laconia. Um, I'm I'm thinking back too to to when I went up there for um, the Division Four football championship game a couple of years ago. It was like with the wind chill, it was like minus thirteen. Just yeah, one of those games where it's like. I I, can't, I don't even know if I can pay attention because I'm so cold. Um but just uh this this game it was it was a good matchup um probably the 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 best early season matchup in the division so far. Uh you, you know but you clearly had two teams that were still working out the kinks. Um you know the final was 4 to 3 Plymouth in overtime. Um, and you told me both teams in your opinion played man to man. Normally you see a 4 to 3 game and you're you're, right. you're Slow it down. At a lot least, of zone. Yeah, not a not a. If they were so many goalie play. Goalie play was great. The goalie he play was, was tremendous. Um, Jake Jake Marcou is is <clears throat> as advertised. That was the first time I gotten to see him uh, in person, and he was outstanding. He he actually really kept Plymouth in that game. Um, you know, they were up three one in the third quarter and just really couldn't do anything on offense. They they were throwing the ball around. Uh, and Laconia had opportunities to, to, you know, really take over that game. And, and Jake was able to come up with some really big saves. Uh, you had Cole Roy scoring two goals at the end of the third quarter to tie it three, three, um, going into the, so no, no scoring at all in the fourth. Um, and then you had on the other end, uh, Cam Harriman with just some, some great saves, uh, specifically at the end of regulation, um, you know, Plymouth had some chances in the last probably 90 seconds to, to put the game away. He had a huge stop there. Um, you know, and then the overtime goal, the overtime goal was was crazy uh, because you had, it looked like, first I want to say it was like maybe 25 seconds left. Laconia takes a timeout trying to set something up. They look like they're going to be the ones that have a chance to win it, um, turn the ball over, and Plymouth just goes, right down the field in transition. Um, you know, I didn't notice it during, as it was happening, um, but when I went back and looked at the video, you, they crossed midfield with about 9.3 seconds left, get the ball in, make a pass, make another pass to, to Brendan Marcoux, and he, I, I don't know, uh, Chris, I don't know if you went back and watched it. I I, meant, I know I texted you and said, you got to look at this video of uh, of the winning goal here because uh, Marcoux just made a move to get himself open and the poor defender, um, I, I, I won't, I don't remember who it was, and I'm, I'm not gonna go look. Um, yeah. Just faked him out of his cleats, uh, and and buried a shot to to end the game. It had to be tenths of a second before the buzzer. Uh, just a, a fun ending to uh, what was an entertaining game. Um, and man, really hope that those two teams get a chance to play each other again because. It would be a fun one if they do. Actually, you know what? I take that back. They do play again on um, May 23rd at Plymouth. Well, that will be that'll be an interesting because that'll be on grass too, and that's a yeah. completely different that's a completely different game than playing on turf. Uh, but that's probably been the biggest matchup so far in Division Three. A lot of uh, a lot of these games between kind of the the heavyweights don't come until 
we get into May. Um, but there have been some interesting scores, I, I, I think, uh, in the division so far, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, the one that jumped out to me was the uh, was the six five uh, win for Trinity over over Lebanon. Uh, again, two teams that we thought coming into the season were going to be were going to be pretty good. Um, and then you saw, um, you know, Lebanon uh, follows it up with a with a twelve six win over over Hillsborough Deering. And you, yeah, I think you were kind of questioning, like, you know, if they were able to play Trinity that well, you know, they're they're struggling a little bit with Hillsborough Deering. Um, you know, I think it just I think it just kind of goes to show. Um, you know how tight that division could be coming there, and how open it how open it could be. Yeah. Um, the other game I got to see in the division on Monday was uh, Kearsarge Campbell, which um, really interesting game. Uh, Campbell comes away with a twelve six win that really, you know, it, at times it felt like Campbell could have won by more, and at times it felt like Kearsarge was going to keep it closer. Um, you know, really, probably the the story of the, the the game though for for Kearsarge was uh, was their goalie um, uh, senior by the name Lavic. of uh, Christian Nurmi, which um, you know Tate, probably, Tate's young, probably, Tate's yeah, younger I was brother. Say, probably sounds familiar to some people. The younger brother of uh, of Tate Nurmi, who was a uh, pretty good uh, was he a mid midfielder or attack? Mid, played both, played both mini, yeah, played, played both. both mini and attack. And I yep. guess, I guess Christian uh, played as a freshman, was an attackman himself. Uh, of course, the pandemic hits, no sophomore year. He decides not to play last year as a junior. Uh, their coach, Kearsarge coach Tucker Johnson, tells me, told me on Monday that they uh, they really went to work on him in the off season, tried to convince him to come back. Uh, they do. He comes back and ends up as their starting goalie. Uh, and I will tell you, he is. If it not for him, then then Campbell probably scores twenty goals in that game. Uh, just some some great saves, uh, put himself in, in a great position uh, a lot of times. Um, and and I thought it was just uh, I I mean really played an outstanding game in that one. Um, you know they're off to a, a a pretty good start for a team that is uh, is super young. Um, not a lot of seniors on that team, mostly juniors and sophomores. And um, you know they're they're sitting at two and one. Um, don't see a result yet, but they played. Uh, they hosted Trinity today, uh, Wednesday, I should say. Um, so hopefully we get that uh, score and maybe soon can uh, talk about that. But and then you look at the other side at Campbell. Um, you know, highlight of them for the day probably uh, senior Brendan Boshi who gets his hundredth uh, career goal. Um, you know, which certainly uh, the pl- the the talent that he has, skill he has, a guy that you would expect to reach that milestone. But then you factor in that he had no sophomore year to do that in, and he's doing it in the fourth game of his senior year. Uh, just tells you what kind of scorer he's been for Campbell. Now, I I I think I've you know I've gushed over <laughs> over Bosch <laughs> for a long time. I I love the kid. I I'm so impressed by. Uh, everything that he's done in his career and thrilled for him that he was able to reach that milestone. That's a big milestone for a lot, for a lot of kids and um, not, you know, not an easy one to get to, especially when you have as many weapons on, on Campbell as they do. And, and how many, how many guys they've had to uh, share the ball with over the years that he's been there. Um, So congratulations to him. That's a, that's a great milestone for him. You know, and they, um, they pick up another win today on Wednesday too, uh, beating Guilford 13 to seven at home. Um, so they're off to a five and zero start. I mean, we, we talked to it. They're, they're doing what, what everybody expected them to do. Um, their, their offense is humming right now. Um, they're, they're playing really, they're playing really, really well. You know, and that, that score against Guilford kind of, um, you know, I know it's a, we talked about the, in the other divisions, some, some losses that maybe you look at and you say, okay, maybe I, I feel good about this despite it's a loss, you know, Guilford, like we said, 13, seven, uh, lost to Campbell today. They're they're at two and two. Um, lost to Kearsarge twelve eight um, last week, you know. But they're you know maybe they're a team that that is kind of flying under the radar that could surprise some people. They got some big games coming up though. Um, they play Trinity on Friday. Of course, all of D three is off for vacation week. They come back and play at Hopkinton. So um, I will certainly learn a lot more about Guilford in those over those two games. Yeah, the Hopkinton game will will tell people a lot. Absolutely. Um, in there, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see Hopkinson play yet, but based on the guys that they were, they were bringing back, 
um, I, I think they're a team that, you know, we, we definitely need to keep an eye on as, as things progress here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else in division three that kind of caught your eye this week? Um, no, I mean, you kind of, you kind of touched on it. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm interested to, uh, I'm interested to kind of see what, what Hopkinton does. Um, you know, Pelham, um, I think that's a team that I, I want to keep an eye on and see how they develop. We've talked about their coaching staff that they, they've brought in 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 former players of mine in Drew Johnson and Joe Costa and his dad, Brian Johnson. They're trying to instill a culture there. Uh, I think it's a team with a lot of athletic talent that that needs to come together. And I think they could be a dangerous team. They could definitely be a playoff team that maybe some teams in, in uh, Division three don't want to see in a quarterfinal game if they're able to put some things together, if they're able to work together as a team. And I know they're, they're working hard to try and do that down there. Well, I've got, uh, got one more, uh, D three update here too. Um, score. score what do we got hot off the press here? Um, we got Laconia picking up another win, a, uh, a six, three win over Lebanon. Interesting. A lot of low scoring games yeah, so far. In, yeah. in three. Um, but that's, um, that's an interesting score for sure. Lebanon, Lebanon playing some really good defense right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, any final thoughts uh, before we kind of wrap it up for the week? Well, I, I think it's been it's been a great start across the board in all the divisions there. Um, you know, we it, we're starting to see it shake out a little bit in terms of which teams are are true contenders. But there's a lot of lacrosse left to be played. We're early in the season. Some teams are a little bit further along than others, but. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, there, there's some the top ten. The top ten is, I think, is going to have a lot of fluidity more than we've ever more than we've ever probably had in the last few years. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, we're we're really makes gonna, for some makes yeah. for some good uh, makes for some good debate over, over uh, in here. And de- depending on how some of these games break, too, um, you know, w- again with teams, so many teams playing each other in this top ten. I mean, we 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 may get to points where you know, like thinking about it. There's only been two teams ever that have held that number one position, Bishop Girton and Pinkerton. You know, there's only been four teams that have been in the top three, BG, Exeter, Pinkerton, and I believe your your guys were uh, at Dairy Field in, in 2018 or 2019. Um, you know, so it, it's gonna. there's the possibility of seeing some teams move into spots in the poll that they've never been in before. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, I think overall it's great. It's great for the, it's great for lacrosse in the state. Um, I think it's, you know, um, we'll have to see how things shake out over the next couple, over the next couple of days, uh, and with some of those big games coming up there, but, um, I am excited. Uh, like we talked about, I want to get down to that game, uh, BG and Staples. Uh, there's some great out of state games happening there and, um, you know, it'll make for some, it'll make for some good debate. Absolutely. Well, he is uh, Dairy Field Boys Lacrosse Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for doing this. Looking forward to doing it again, Joe. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. I am Joe Marcellina. Have a great week, and if you're uh, if you're traveling during vacation week next week, uh, be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>